I think I don't like the automated system now that we're talking about it because I don't want a toxic environment. Talk about sleeping in the bed you make, Brian. It's not proven yet. Just being a grouch. Eat ice cream every day. Minus the poop. (laughs) (laughs) I think a video game a day keeps the doctor away. Booyah! Okay, who's with me? Who's with me? So we call ourselves the Terror Twins. It's pretty funny. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, you know, we love to discuss a variety of things. We are a very curious bunch of people around here. And we got some pop culture stuff. You know, tomorrow is the full, the first day of fall already. Isn't that amazing? What happened to the summer? Is it gone? Ah, went so fast. Well, you can go out and have that pumpkin spice drink now. And since today is the final day of summer, we're going to push Miss Ice back to next week because let's face it. She's too cold for the likes of our hotness. And, you know, summer's hotness as well. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Let's rock it. Hello! I Hello! Am, I am the Red Ryan! Oh, yes, I talk over you on accident. Oh, Hello. That, that is okay. We talk over each other all the time in fun Indeed time. Indeed, we do. And yeah. right now, I am doing it on purpose. <laughs> you know, I was thinking maybe we could talk like this a little more today. Oh, well, you know, the, my German is not very good, but uh, I can no, talk mine's not either. like this. But sometimes, you know, so we're playing Elder Scrolls online, and you start off in Vardenfell. Ah. So that's easy to say that, Vardenfell. Kinda, yeah, it gets you started. It's actually like Vardenfell, but you know, Vardenfell, it is much easier to get into accent this way. Terrible. Sounds more uh, realistic, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about accents, and then at one point, I think it was 7 Blue 7 who was saying, let's challenge you to talk like a, what was it, a Russian ballerina. Oh, yes. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I don't even really know <laughs> Sorry, what that someone. would be. Uh, <laughs> and then it was like, an Irish Klingon. I don't know. Like he was combining two things and I thought this is really tough. If I so, spoke Klingon, I might be able to do an Irish Klingon. True. So like Takbach, Takbech is Klingon, but I don't know how talk, to do that. Talk, talk back. Ah, perfect. See, you got don't it. You know. talk, talk, That's more talk Minnesotan. You're, you're just ready for Miss Ice to come on. Start doing that Minnesotan accent. Oh, don't you know? Don't you know? You know, so... Talk. Talk, 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 big. She, that's really good. Eh? I mean, I'm not kidding about Miss Ice being too cold for our hotness and summer's hotness. Too cool for our hotness. Come on. No, too well. Her her heart is cold. Her words are really? cold. Her personality is. You know what? We love Miss Ice, and no, she is moved to next week because. She didn't really want to be on this week. She pretty much said, yeah. yeah, I don't really want to hang out with you guys this week. That was a problem. But I'll I'll work myself up to wanting it next week. Yeah, her words, not mine. This is what, and she was specifically mostly talking about you, Captain Influence, <laughs> saying, I, I just, I don't know. Well, no, yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm going to be the variable here. I mean, yeah, uh, no, she had a conflict. So next week, 
I know Next some week. of you were like, where's Miss? We're Ice? looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't know where she is. She's so we're back. North. We're back. I know. Sorry for the week off. Hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I worked up a good anti-tan last week. Ooh, nice. Hunkered down in my, I, I think I left the house maybe two days. In, in seven days. And well, you know, World of Warcraft classic. I, I'm kind of hooked on it right now. And uh, yeah. along with half the rest of the gaming world. But that doesn't mean I haven't been exercising. I've been, I've been really rocking it on my indoor treadmill. And you know, I, got, I did four and a half miles today. And nice. So yeah, I, I'm getting exercise. I'm just not getting much fresh air. So here's the thing. You're going for the pasty white vampire look. Yes. And while you're, let's just say your new tank is, you know, running, you are also moving in step with your tank on your treadmill. Well, I don't sort know about of. that, but I've, I do have a lot to say about tanks today on the show. So, Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm really excited about though, is to see if you can keep up with your mount at the level 40 or 60 speed, whatever that is. Is it 40 or I don't know in what classic, classic was in classic. It's 40 for your first mount and 60 for your epic mount, but okay. they're expensive. So 60 for the epic and you know how fast those go. I'm curious to see if you can keep pace with it on your treadmill. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun to see. So do a video yeah. of it and we'll see if you fall off or not, but it'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, well, we, we got to hear about your world of Warcraft adventures. Is that what we call well, it? I'm not going to bore people with details except to say that, uh, We'll, we'll have a little bit of a discussion about something regarding it. So, oh, okay. Just to give you a heads that. up. I like that. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Not everybody's into gaming and you don't want to hear it. So, you know, but the stories around gaming are always fun. There you go. You can learn from it. Yes. So we can ponder, we can ponder, you know, I'm dealing with a bit of a vitamin D deficiency right now, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. Are you taking supplements for your gaming addictions? No, no, I'm just going to suffer until I get back outside. Okay. Well, you yeah. know, don't wait too long because then it'll be too cold. This is true. <laughs> okay, so. Especially next week when this ice is on. Ah, that's true, yes. So I want you to, to think back a little ways, okay? Go back about 20 years, okay? Is that possible? Yes. Okay, go back 20 years this year right now. Boy, I was having a lot of fun right then. Okay, 1999, go ahead. okay? Oh, man. Okay. Good year. It was, right? So do you remember... When I think it was like the winter or something like that, we all heard about this interesting movie and it was like, wow, this is going to just, you know, it's going to rock everything. It's going to change the face of, of cinema and we've never seen anything like it. And it was called the matrix. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you remember that? I remember, you know, with the matrix, I heard about it right after it came out. I didn't know it was coming out. Yeah. And friends of mine went to see it and they went nuts. I remember, didn't know anything about it either. I read something about, wow, this is like, we've never seen anything like this. And I think uh, Johnny Pistolshot and I at the time, we were like, let's go see it. You know, we went to the cheap theater and watched it and we just kind of walked out of there with our, you know, mouths hanging open and completely speechless, which is hard to get me to do, you know? Yes. Well, wow. I think we've talked about this before, but, but so. uh, friends of mine went to see it and they just couldn't describe how awesome it was and then so i finally went to see it you know shortly after it came out like maybe a week or two and i think i ended up seeing it with different people that summer probably five or six times in the theater <laughs> that's awesome. so 
yeah so it wasn't nice. fifth element for me but it was yeah. better than fifth element in in many ways and and yeah. i only saw it five times instead of 11 times but it's incredible so all these years and i think back you know right around the time the movie came out they had these okay first of all so in the matrix you know their screens and they have the little matrix, you know, going down their screens and everything. And everyone's like, that's so awesome. I want that as a yeah, screensaver. That, yeah, exactly. And everyone had that as a screensaver. Yeah, but they weren't year. very good. That's <laughs> no, the thing. Like, they had a lot of weird things with them and they didn't look the same. And, and then everybody forgot about them. And then right. about a week ago or two weeks ago, maybe I ran across, oh, matrix screensavers. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just thought, let's see if they're more accurate this time. And oh, I found one be. and they look exactly like the movie and you can Sweet. now you know change what? the colors and everything. If you want to have like a red scroll, you know, instead of the green, it's amazing. So I put them up, you know, on my monitor and interestingly enough, my newer monitor looks very similar to the monitors that they had in the matrix minus the bullet holes. And so okay. when I see the little scroll coming down, I'm just like, dude, <laughs> this is so awesome. 20 year anniversary. I think you need to add the bullet holes, Brian. I think that's a. I'll work on that. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah. What I don't want those for it to destroy the monitor. So if I can figure out a way to actually shoot my monitor without shorting it out, there you go. There you go. We got it. I'll work on that. If I could borrow someone's gun. Does anybody have a gun? I have shotgun. It will not work for your purpose. Too too big. Yeah. No. And I don't have a gun right now. I probably use a twenty-two. I'm thinking because I don't want too big of bullet holes, or else I'm not going to be able to see anything. Volleyball, Colorado State. If anybody knows anything about rivalries, of course you do. Colorado State and uh, CU, as in like University of Colorado, are big time rivals. And usually they'll do some challenges with football. They have like the Rocky Mountain Showdown every year. And usually CSU loses to CU. (laughs) (laughs) Usually. Usually, yeah. And it's kind of sad, you know. But basketball, there's always that. And and I, I think CSU and CU have done pretty well as far as basketball goes as far as pretty even. And then there's volleyball and CSU leads the overall series, but hasn't won against CU since 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. So this was the big showdown again and we got to go to the game. I think it was last week. Yeah. Wow. They destroyed CU. Oh, good. twice. So they had the game, you know, at CSU and then they had the game at CU the next night. They beat them twice. So suck it buffs. Woo. Woohoo! I just had to go Rammies. Yeah. For those of us who, uh, you know, like our college teams. So I feel like I'm in a, in a better frame of mind right now. You know, here we are talking. I think I texted you earlier and said, man, I've, I've had a hard time concentrating today. I've been in so much pain, but yeah. as of like right this moment, I'm doing a little better. So something about, you know, doing the show just kind of perks up the endorphins and here we go. But yeah. And, and r- remind everyone it's, it's uh you're dealing with gout, but yeah, scout. Yeah, well, and nobody knows this. So and I think I, I might have talked about it before on the show, but the last time I had it was two years ago. So who knows? I mean, it's not something that I get often. And it's so weird, too, because if you look up gout, they say that it is typically associated with an unhealthy person and typically somebody who drinks a lot of beer, which I don't, eats a lot of organ meats, which I don't, eats a lot of like pork, which I don't, you know, stuff like that. And I thought, first of all, or is I'm not unusually unhealthy. tall. Yeah, that's probably what it is. (laughs) Maybe that's the correlation here because like I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I mean, I'm not like your perfect specimen healthy, but I'm pretty dang healthy. Yeah, you are not overweight. 
you know, I've got, I've got some, you know, some to lose, as I've mentioned, what I'm trying to do is get myself to optimal health. And that for anyone is super challenging, but I'm certainly not unhealthy. I'm not overweight. I don't need any of those foods. Why the frack do I have gout? (laughs) I mean, seriously, you know, and whenever I think of gout, I think of elderly people and I don't know why, because I don't know that it's necessarily associated with elderly people. It just sounds like it is. So I'm going to start calling you Grandpa Brian from now on. Yeah, you know what they say, though, is like it's most common in men from 40 to 60. Oh. But can happen to, you know, younger people, too. And it's an inflammation of the joints. Is that right? So what it is, is um, it's basically a buildup of uric acid, which is typically formed from eating too many, quote, purines, which is found in beer and organ meats and pork and stuff like that. Interesting. Which, again, I don't. So how do I get those purines? I don't know. So what happens is it creates these uric acid crystals and it forms in between your joints. So, you know, like where it usually is in the big toe. So, you know, where like your actual toe meets like the knuckle. Okay. And if you look at a skeleton, there is a space between the actual toe and knuckle and it's, you know, connected through like ligaments and muscles and everything else. So the uric acid builds up in between the toe and the knuckle. So that little space Uh. area. And what happens is it creates razor i mean it's like think of it as putting a bunch of razor blades in between your toe and joint ow see I, I was wiggling my toes while you were describing that just yeah. to see if i had any kind of pain at all nothing yeah yeah uh, that's what it feels like it, but that's awful dude yeah. uh, and, and it's then, just in your toes well it, you know it can be it can be in your knees it can be in elbows wrists hips i right, think but, but for me it's but just my you? big toe only it's my oh, left okay. toe okay. only my left toe so, okay. I mean, it's the most bizarre thing because, like I said, it's been two years and, and last time I came on is because I had a, I had to do like a little foot procedure and apparently if you have any kind of quote trauma to a foot, you're likely to get gout, very likely, especially if you've had it before, which I had had yeah. it before. So I got gout, you know, two years ago and that's, again, I don't remember if I talked about it or not. So getting it again, it's like, okay, but um, what it does is it creates those crystals and then it creates inflammation, which then everything turns red and everything puffs up and it feels like you're stepping on a knife, essentially. Oh, geez. So it's, you know, lovely pain. Not as bad as the nerve pain that I had six years ago when my disc ruptured. Like that, I, I can't even explain to you what pain feels like until <laughs> oh, you geez. feel that. Like that, yeah, this is nothing. Cringe. I mean, imagine, Cringe, everyone. imagine walking on a knife and, and knowing that that's nothing compared to nerve pain. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, all that to be said, it's been lovely. And I'm still trying to figure out like what? Yeah, that's right. I don't know what's going on. Sounds like you need a Vicodin and a glass of wine, Brian. How about a cupcake and a glass of wine? Mm. I think a Vicodin might be appropriate in this case. Yeah, I don't really like Vicodin, though. It's just Mm. not very nice. It usually makes me feel like I'm in like dreamland. Mm. It sure helps with the pain, though, Sonny. Either that or Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) So... I know what, you know what, usually, and I hate taking pharmaceuticals. So even for me, ibuprofen, it's like, I don't even want to take that. I will fight through the pain before I take it until it gets to the point where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm going to die. I'll take some ibuprofen, you know, that's kind of where I'm hmm. at. Um, and ibuprofen's little league pain reducers. Yeah, so. Except that when I blew now, up my disc six years ago, I was taking three every four hours. And I think. Was it helping? That, uh, no, not the nerve pain. Yeah, it doesn't see, even I, touch nerve pain. Ibuprofen, unfortunately, see that, and I'm not pushing opiates. Believe me, I'm not. But ibuprofen, it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a gushing wound sort oh, of yeah. fix. Yeah. Whereas one Vicodin, 
the pain goes away for a couple hours or so, you know, you know but it so, doesn't work for me as much. Cause I tried, no, I had to bad. do Vicodin and then I, like I said, it really messed me up and it didn't do anything for the pain. So they put me on tramadol. Yeah. Tramadol back. This is yeah, back when I did one. that and I didn't like that either. So I yeah. was like, you know, screw those opiates. I'm just going to, just going to do ibuprofen and usually ibuprofen works pretty well for me. Okay, um, good. And it has helped take the edge off with the gout. But again, it like, you know, it can cause other symptoms and other side effects from, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I just don't want to deal with side effects. So I'm yeah, looking for no, like the more natural, you know, home remedy kind of thing. And of course you read stuff on the, online that's saying you don't need ibuprofen. If you use this essential oil, it's the same as using ibuprofen. <laughs> well, I did. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. No, it's not it the maybe same. over time, you know, silly monkeys. Well, and again, everybody's body's different, right? So maybe it works for this person. In a way that's maybe. like, holy cow. And in a way, or maybe it's just clever marketing. It could be. Although these people aren't <laughs> selling essential oils. They just use them and they love them. So, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, if they were selling it, that'd be one thing. But yeah. Well, no, actually, if you look at the reputable essential oil companies, they actually don't claim anything anymore. They just say, here you go. Like it smells See how nice. it works. <laughs> you know, and you know, honestly, it does work a little bit. So I tried actually a blend of some things. And it did take away a lot of the joint pain initially, like actually surf, you know, what do you call it? Topically. That's what I'm looking for. So it actually yeah. did work, but I also know that it's not necessarily guaranteed to fight the gout per se. You're trying to flush the gout out of the system, the, the crystals and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, fine. You know, what can I do? And they, they said, well, there's this drug called Colchris or Colchlene or something like that. And it basically is an anti-gout medicine. And I'm like, I don't want to take it. I'm like, fine, I'll take it. So I got on it and let's hope it was better. Last night was hell. Yesterday was hell. I mean, it was usually if you're, if you have a gout issue, it hurts if you put pressure on the joint. Yeah. Yesterday, it didn't matter. I was sitting, no pressure, foot elevated. And it felt like somebody was just taking a knife and just going, ah, stop it. Just in the joint over and over and over the whole day. And last Half night, the listeners oh, have just fast forwarded oh, past part. Yeah, and then I'm sleeping last <laughs> night and I'm like, this is excruciating. Neither one of us, neither Sarah nor I got much sleep last night. Uh, but today I'm like, okay, I'm sitting right now and it's not that throbbing, stabbing pain anymore. It's like, it's only if I put pressure. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're on the mend. We're on the mend. I wonder, I wonder if that, what, if that drug took a, a while to take effect you know like maybe it takes some time to dissolve those uric crystals it does it's not an immediate result it's not it's not yeah, a pain killer sense. per se it's more of a goes into your body and helps to break up the crystals and right yeah so yes it would take time so and maybe it's fine. working i hope so plus yeah. i'm eating healthy and doing what i can i've had so much water it's not even funny oh my gosh yeah yep. drinking oh that's Got some right thing. now right here right here right yeah, that's right some tea and some water they do tell you that uh lemon put lemon in your water is supposed to help to neutralize the uric acid and so i'm drinking lemon water which i you know i like it it's good yeah kind of like lemonade better, without sugar better than plain water I, i've been drinking lemon water for years and now but now i'm switched to lime water oh so. yeah yeah well one thing and my, here's my theory is that my gout is primarily caused by either bread sugar and or allergies so if i have too much huh. bread or too much sugar which of course we were on you know vacation last week so we didn't eat very healthy for the first half of the week, I did pretty well. And then the second half, it was like, yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, I had a lot of bread. I had a lot of sugar. And we were in an area where there were more allergies because it was a little behind. And like the dogs were sneezing and freaking out and doing like that reverse, you know, <laughs> you know, the dogs do that or whatever. <laughs> Every 
everybody's sneezing and like allergies are bad. So I'm thinking, well, I am going to have some inflammation this week because of allergies. And then of course we're not eating as healthy as normal. So it's not entirely surprising. Brian, but it is getting old sucks. You know what though? I've had this since I was young, so it doesn't has nothing to do with well, age. I, I stand by my statement. Here's my theory though, is that if we continue to eat healthy and yet enjoy the freaking cookie, eat your freaking cookie, but you know, eat, eat healthy it. five, let's say five, maybe six days a week, eat intentionally healthy. And then, you know, relax a little one or two days a week. I think if you do that, I think if you keep good movement, you're walking every day on that treadmill, mm-hmm. get outside, get some movement, bike, play basketball, lift weights, do Pilates, do yoga, whatever yoga, I, I, whatever you like, do something. Just move. Yeah. Just move, move and, and do some decent resistance training to keep your body functional. You don't have to get the eight pack like captain influence. Yeah. I mean, mine's hidden anyway, but it's there. Yeah. Well, you know, mine's, mine's popping out. Like, look at all these muscles are just like bulging, but anyway, not really. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, what's funny is actually there's a, there's a newer teacher over at our Pilates studio and she's kind of, she was one of the students and now she's doing some, some teaching as well, which is awesome. I love her. She was talking about, you know, I want to get you functional. She said, you may not see the muscles like the guys on TV. She goes, but you're going to be either as strong or stronger than them because your muscles are going to be there for a reason, not for look. And I thought, I love that. Let's do that. So yeah, do that, you know, stress less, sleep better, sleep more. I mean, honestly, I don't think you're going to see the aging as you mentioned, getting old sucks. I don't think you're going to experience it as much. Maybe not. I don't know. That's my theory. It's not proven yet. Just, just being a grouch. Eat ice cream every day. Minus the poop. <laughs> I think a video game a day keeps the doctor away. Booyah. Okay. Who's with hey. me? Who's with me? Uh, in moderation, of course. Now, of course it is. Now, believe it or not, everyone, I typically do play video games in some form of moderation. Lately, I have not been moderating myself that much, Uh-oh. but usually it's only a couple hours a day and then I'll watch something or read a book or do whatever. But, but right now I'm spending a lot more time playing. You're so. addicted. But moderation. Does it make you feel serene though to play? It makes me feel Arcadian. <gasps> wow. To play. That's a big word. Which there. is... Thank you, Brian, for that segue. That is our mm. vocabulary word of the week, Arcadian, which is a synonym for serene. Mm, I so love that So we word. have to use this in a sentence as often as possible today, which I think will be pretty easy given what you want to talk about. So Yeah. I, You know, I love that word. Ever since Firefly came out and, you know, the fact that they call their ship Serenity, I know it was, you know, named after the Battle of Serenity Valley, but still, it's like Serenity. That is just one of those amazing serenity. words that we should all love and embrace in our lives is to have that level of serenity in our lives because it sounds beautiful. It does. Serenity. It sounds beautiful. And it also is like so, so healthy for us. So yeah, we should be more Arcadian in our lives. Indeed. And in the show. Hmm. Well, I can share an Arcadian story, please. That actually, did that work? I said it yes. right. Didn't I? <laughs> it's a, it's an adjective. I love it. Sometimes it's hard to throw these words into sentences, you know, especially when it's like cantankerous or something like uh, whatever word. I don't even remember. Ubiquitous. All right. So <laughs> I, <told> you, <laughs> I love you. I forget the I forget our vocabulary words as soon as we uh, do the show. So yeah, <laughs> that's great. 
I love ubiquitous in Scrabble. That is a fantastic word. You make a lot of uh, points off that. I'll, I imagine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so a tough one to get. <laughs> it really is actually because you got to have what three U's I think. Ubiqu yeah something like that. Anyway, so we went on vacation last week. Um, we went up into the Estes Park area. We just you know just hey we've got our mountains. In fact, we were talking about this with RVs a few weeks ago, and it's kind of like there's so yep. much to see in our neighboring area. So like where we're at in Colorado, it's like, you know, there's so many things in Colorado I've still never seen. And then you think about like, there's so much to do just around the United States or wherever you live, right? There's probably so many things in your local area to see that we just don't, you know? So that's everyone. Yeah, exactly. We went up to Estes park, you know, we've, we have the privilege of being able to go up there and and hang out and relax anyway. But what's really cool is that we took an entire week up Went over to Grand Lake, which I've never actually been to. Driven up near and then kind of turned around. I think once, but other than that, never actually been there and just kind of looked around and is, holy cow. Is that by Granby? Well, I don't know which direction it is, but it's between Granby and Rocky Mountain National Park. So it's oh okay. basically if you've ever been to Colorado Rocky Mountain, you go up over Trail Ridge Road and then you go down on the western slope and it's the first town that you come to. Oh yeah, see, Grand Lake. I've fished it. I've fished at Grand Lake before. Yeah, then there's yeah. there's two lakes kid. right there, and then it's like Shadow Mountain. Yeah, Shadow Mountain Lake, Mountain Shadow. Anyway, one of those Shadow Mountain, I think. Grand Lake and Shadow Mountain Lake, and they connect with a little waterway. But then, if you go oh. just a little bit further, then you get to Granby and Granby Lake. Okay, got it. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It it reminds me of almost like little Switzerland or something like that. It's just this yeah. big mountains and this little valley and beautiful lake and. Wow. It's so cool. And it was so nice to finally be able to go there and we had to, you know, look around and uh, I want to go out on that lake someday, by the way, I want to take the, uh, like get a pontoon boat or something like that and just kind of cruise around for a couple of hours. That'd be so cool. Make it happen. Yeah. Do it. And by the way, dude, I've, cause I've been wanting to do this for so long as to go out on a pontoon boat. Cause a friend of mine many years ago had a pontoon boat. He took me out on it. I thought this is so much fun. And then he sold the dang thing. Idiot. <sighs> Idiot. Well, you know, what's funny is when he had the pontoon boat, he was saying, you know, yeah, these things cost, you know, somewhere between like 7,000 for the small one up to about maybe 20 for the super nice ones. Nowadays, I think they start at like 25,000 for the super crappy ones <laughs> and go all the way up to like 60 or something. I'm like, what the? Because they got popular. They're called yeah, party you can boats, get a, you know? You can get a used pontoon boat for a semi-reasonable amount, I think. But. As long as the engine's good. That's the key. Yeah, but really fun. So I'm like, we got to get on a pontoon boat. We're going to go out there. Granted, I know these aren't like major boats. I think this one was a 37 footer. So still not small, but not, you know, a ship or anything like that. We've been, first of all, I just want to say, I love being on the water. We've been playing Sea of Thieves. As you know, we talked about this and you get up and you, you know, you captain these ships and you have three choices. You have the the two person sloop, which is just a, you know, smaller ship has one sail. You've one got one mast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The three person brigantine has the two masts and that's a little bit bigger. And then of course you got the galleon, which is the four, the th- what is it? Three masts. Yeah. Four. Three, yeah. Well, it's so a three mast, four person. Yeah. Three mast, four person, much bigger ship, you know, more difficult to turn. Being on a pontoon boat was exactly like basically piloting one of those sloops in sea of thieves. And what was amazing is that I was so impressed at how realistic they got the physics in that game because, yeah. you know, the way that we're turning this pontoon boat, you know, and of course you're turning the, the engine slash rudder and everything. And it's very realistic, very similar to the game. 
And of course, you know, speeding up and then allowing the water to slow you down. And then of course, you know, if you get, it's just amazing. The drift in the game and the drift in real life on the water. It was literally, I was like, dude, this is exactly like sea of thieves. It was crazy without without the giant waves or the sails. I was going to say, it's just like sea of thieves, even down to the grog and fighting off hordes of enemies. Because <laughs> there was one point where we had to pull. Oh, out. there's a story there. Uh, let's yeah. tell, tell us about fighting off hordes of enemies. Well, at one point, you know, somebody was shouting at us from the uh, the shore, and so we we went up to him, and I pulled up my blunderbuss and shot him. Good job, pretty good cool. job, yeah. dude. So always good. To, that was to, like Sea of Thieves, exactly. You know, and we saw a little <laughs> tentacle come up out of the lake and um, steered clear of that. Did not want to fight the kraken, but other than that, it was great. Did you have your barrels full of gunpowder that you could jump out oh, into the lake with and you blow know, yourself up? That's the one thing that this pontoon boat did not have was a cannon on it. And I was a little disappointed yeah. because, yeah, to be able to shoot yourself out of a cannon is just, I don't know. There's something just absolutely, I don't know. This Zen, very Zen. I was going to say Arcadian. Very Arcadian. Very yes. Arcadian, yes. So in Sea of Thieves, I don't think we've mentioned this, but you can actually load yourself into the cannon. You know, it's hilarious. Typical pirate game. And then shoot yourself out of the cannon onto the island or whatever. And if you have the cannon ev- elevated enough, you can shoot yourself really, really far. Dude, it's so much fun. Like inconveniently far. Oh my so, gosh. It's really fun. That's all I got to say. It's a lot of fun. Uh, no, and so Arcadian. The truth was, yes, we were on a pontoon boat. Yes, the physics are very real in Sea of Thieves. And wow, it was so much fun. And I, I parked the boat absolutely perfectly at the dock. I was so proud of myself. And it was just so fun. It was a beautiful day. Actually, beautiful weather the entire week, which was amazing. The first day we had like five torrential rainstorms, which I love. But then like the rest of the week, it was just that perfect deep blue sky. I think there was wind one day, but other than that, no wind. And it was, I think, just in the nice 70s all week. So perfect. Is there snow on on the tops of the big mountains yet? There's the remaining glaciers, but no new snow. Okay. Although th- I think it did snow one Any night day now because I think they stay closed trail Ridge road one night. Oh, really? I don't know if that was because of snow or wind or something, but I never heard Maybe whatever ice. happened. So Mm-mm. there was something dude. Get this. Got to golf again for the first time in a couple of years. Really? Yeah. I used to golf on and off for fun. And then people that I golfed with moved away, you know, went off into different stages of life. And so I didn't have anyone to golf with and my parents love golfing. So it's like, let's go golfing. I loved it. It was so much fun again. I was like, that's been so long. What's amazing is that (laughs) having not played in two to three years, I still was able to bogey or double bogey most of the holes. Wow. Which by the way is one over par or two over par, which yeah, for not playing in three years, I was expecting to get like eights and nines and was getting like fives and sixes on par fours. What good job, Brian. I didn't par anything, but had a couple of like amazing hits and I'm like, okay, consistency is key. But once in a while you get an amazing hit, you get an amazing putt. And you're like, this is amazing. You are an amazing putts, Brian. Uh, <laughs> you do know that in <laughs> French putts or poots means hooker. So I'm not, I did not. I am not a hooker. Well, you know, okay. Do, do you remember uh, when putts was kind of a big word for a while? And I think like grumpy old men kind of re brought it back to life. Yes. And everybody was walking around calling people a putz. What a putz. Yeah. So we had some French foreign exchange students that we knew and we were walking around calling people a putz and they would be like, what the, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then you say it again. And, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. You say it again. And oh my gosh. Que vous yeah, and then they'd be like, do you know what that means? And like, no, no, no. What does it mean? And anyway, they told us, there you go. Well, good. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, one other thing. Do you know, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but whenever you take a vacation or you just have some downtime, you have some rest, relaxation, all that, you know, great for the brain, which of course mine never shuts off. But do you know what I mean? Like, and then eventually you're just like, oh, I have a revelation. I have an idea. Like I get an answer to a question I've been seeking for years. Do you know what I'm talking you know, about? It's happened to me so rarely in my life. Really? But when it does happen, it's such an exciting moment. What, what happened yeah. with you? Well, it was the same thing. I just finally got an answer to a question I've been seeking for three years. So is it a question? Is it an answer you can share with us? Or is it a private thing? Oh, no, no, no. It's not private, but not right now. Okay. We'll share it soon. Okay. It's, it's cool. It's something that I've been looking forward to. Yeah. I've been thinking about it, trying to figure out what to do with it. And uh, no, I'm not going to share right now just because, you know, I'm not ready to share it right now, but Mm -hmm. when I do share it, it'll be very exciting for everybody. So what what a tantalizing (laughs) tease. (laughs) So tantalizing, scintillating. I have a question for you, Captain Influence. Oh, please hit me. Where is the one place? Got to pick one right now that you would like to go on vacation next. And this could be a realistic place like, hey, I I can afford to go here and, and you know, legally. (laughs) Logistically (laughs) is what I was trying to say. I can also go here as well. Legally, too, I guess it depends on, you know, if you can get your green card or whatever. But um, (laughs) we can come back to that another time. Un, or, or an unrealistic place like, eh, I don't have the money for that. That's logistically not going to happen or it doesn't even exist in real life. So I can't say middle earth or anything no, no, like that. You can that. say that yeah. unrealistic. Well, okay. Give us both. How about that? Two places, one realistic and one unrealistic. All right. Well, my realistic place would be Australia, mate. Ah, right. Go see my friend James in Australia and Queensland. Crikey. Near the city of Cairns. And he'd show me around. That'd be awesome, dude. Go on a roundabout or walkabout. Walkabout. That would actually be really um, fun. Visit the bush. I actually want to meet Aborigine tribes. The only problem is it's a, uh, what is it, like a 19-hour plane trip or something ridiculous? No, it's yeah, not that bad, but it's it's like bad. a 12-hour plane trip at least. It's up there. It's a long flight. Yeah. And that would, I'm, I wouldn't be looking forward to that. But, but, just but think, someday I want to do that. You could put a white handprint on your chest, wear a loincloth, and learn how to play the didgeridoo. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I, I thought I was going to be like a, one of Saruman's oh, well, that too. Uh, orcs or something. Yeah. So you could visit, Uruk-hai. but that's in New Zealand. Middle Earth is in New Zealand. That's true. I'd only want to go to Australia because my friend lives there, but I'd, I'd really rather go see New Zealand, to be honest. Okay. Well, then go yeah. to both. You know, they're kind of in the same vicinity, so it's probably yeah. cheaper to do both at the same time than it would be to go separate trips. Plan it out. That's right. So I'd bo- see both. That'd be awesome. And, you know, my little commentary on the white handprint and didgeridoo and loincloth aboriginal thing, I actually would love to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you would. Just take a lot of selfies, please. The first time that I ever, (laughs) like, first learned about the aborigines, I thought, what a cool culture. I really want to go and just, like, meet them. And I actually do want to learn the didgeridoo. I would love to. They are the coolest instruments. Okay, so Australia and or New 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 Zealand. New Zealand. What's your unrealistic place? Oh gosh. Um, Mars. Okay. I want to go see Mars. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I'd die of radiation exposure, but boy, it'd be cool to set foot on Mars. Wouldn't it? You'd probably be okay if you had the right gear. Mm, They haven't invented the gear yet, which is the reason they're so stuck uh, with not actually going yet. They need to invent better anti-radiation suits. Basically. I don't really know what I'm talking about, Brian. That's okay. You know, the one place that I'd like (laughs) to go next would be Hawaii. Because oh, okay, I've still yeah. never been there. 
I mean, there are so many places I would love to go, but Hawaii is on my list of like, you know, this would be really cool. It really would be Sarah and I just celebrated 18 years um, on our vacation. So, you know, 20 is coming in two years and it's like, dude, that, that could be really cool. Yeah. Just, you got two years to plan for it. Make it happen. It'd be so nice. I mean, I want to go to Kauai. I mean, I'd love to see the, all of the islands, but Kauai would be really a cool place to just go for a nice little chill time. Plus I just want to go to the beach, but yeah, I mean so many places I'd love to go so many, but that would be kind of my realistic one maybe in two years and then unrealistic. Oh my gosh, where do I even start? There's (laughs) so many places I'd love to go, but whatever, for whatever reason, the first thing that came to my mind was Risa from Star Trek. Oh yes. And they never really showed choice. They did it justice. I think in enterprise for the most part, but they showed it, I think, from space or from an aerial view or something like that. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful planet. It'd be so cool to see. I mean, completely unrealistic, but that would be what amazing. an arc. What an Arcadian vacation oh, that would be, man. Yeah. OK, well, speaking of going to unrealistic lands and being on an Arcadian vacation, regale us with your wow stories. Well, so I don't really have any wow stories per se, but but I did want to mention, you know, I'm still I'm I'm very much into it. I'm kind of struggling here a little bit in paradise, meaning that we all live in paradise more or less. Yeah. I'm having trouble reaching level 60, which is the cap, the level cap because I keep making alts. <laughs> uh, I'm an alt, I'm a hopeless Al- alternate. alternate what's, what's called characters a, yeah, by the way. Alternate yeah. character. Yes, that's what an alt. It's it's a, you have a main character and an alternate characters. And the proper way to do things is to level a main character all the way up to the top so you can enjoy the end game sooner. And then once you get there, then, oh, maybe I want to play this other class and then start an alt and level it up. Or you have an alt for your bank or, you know, gathering certain resources that your main doesn't do. Stuff like that. Well, I keep making these alts and I've always done that uh, because I've been, I'm an, I'm a hopeless, what in the gaming world is called alt-aholic. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. so then I started thinking, what's the psychology behind alcoholism? Um, <laughs> and no, and, and by the way, I didn't do any research word. on this at all. This yeah. is awesome. I have not done. <laughs> I haven't done any research. I just this is just me pondering. So for me, I think it's just a deep-seated security blanket where I somehow want to just relive the first twenty to thirty levels over and over again with a legitimate excuse. In this case, uh, a new class every time I do it. So I don't, I don't just like make two, like, like level a druid up to 30 and then start another druid and level him to 30. No, that, that would be silly. But, I, you know, I, I start a different class each time. Now, it's almost like I have some sort of insecurity about endgame. I don't know. Um, hmm. The result of this is that I'm chronically late reaching the main, the real meat of the game, the, you know, the end content. I do always eventually make it there. Mm-hmm. For other people, I think it's often simply a completionist mentality where they yeah. have to level one of every class to level 60 or bust. Yeah, that's so true. So some people are alcoholics in that regard. They'll get they'll take one character to level 60 or they'll they'll start like five different characters, different classes and kind of evenly level all of them up to level 60 just because they've got to do everything with every class. So You know what's funny is this is actually a really good discussion. I mean a topic because I've been wondering the same thing. Because I know people who are true alcoholics and that, I mean, they're crazy with it. it. I mean, and I actually think they are completionists. It's almost like they are OCD about, I have to create every character, go through every storyline and I have to complete it all the way to the end. I mean, nonstop. But you know, for me, it's like I was especially in star Wars, the old Republic, 
I wanted to create the alts because every single character had a different storyline. Exactly. Yeah, that's a little different situation. Yeah, yeah. that that's very story specific uh, yeah. from one class to another or a faction to another and whatnot. But exactly. with with World of Warcraft, it's not like that. It's no. I mean, it's different. The different skills. races have different. Yeah, different skills. They have different starting areas, but it's basically the same game, more well, or less. For some reason, I get it in my head that I want to start over again with this class. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not, I don't really have any kind of completionist mentality about it at all, but no, you know, what's interesting though, is that I actually read something recently where they were talking about how blizzard who makes world of Warcraft and, and some of you are going to get really ticked off about this, but it is a genius business (laughs) move. They basically created world of Warcraft to become addicting. And so the whole point, and this is, this was like the first, I think the first game to really exploit this. Because there huh. were other MMOs before World of Warcraft, but but Blizzard and World of Warcraft, I think, was the first to really exploit this. And that was, you would start off, and then, boom, you'd level. Oh, my gosh. And it, it gives you this, like, endorphin rush, this high. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And then, guess what? Oh, you've got new skills. You've got new weapons. And then, oh, boom, you level the next time. And you just keep leveling over and over and over. But here's the thing. The more you level the longer it takes and the harder it is to get to the next level. But the problem is, is we are addicted to that leveling. And so then it's almost like that carrot. It gets a little bit farther away from us. You know, we're just like, I've got to have that. I've got to have that. And Oh, I get a bite and then Oh, no, taking it away again. And so that's, that's what they did. It was brilliant. And that's why people were so addicted to wow. And why they made so much money on this is because of that leveling addiction they created in the game, which again, some of you totally ticked off about this, but brilliant business move. But I think and, you're right. And because, for good reason. Yeah. Once you hit like level 50, the grind to get to 60 is painful. So it's like, well, I'm going to go back and get that, you know, that hit basically for the first few levels again, because it's much easier and much faster. So that yeah. could be part of it. But yeah, maybe that's, I haven't thought about that. That's that's actually a possible explanation. And I just read that, though. So, you know, I didn't really know that that was their intention, although it makes perfect sense now. But also, like you said, you know, creating whether it's a Torin, you get to see their starting level or, you know, an undead. You, I loved Undercity in that game, you know, to be able to, like, see the different levels and to, you know, experience the different play styles of the different characters is also really fun. Yeah, it is. So I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, yeah. we're, we're if we're Renaissance people and we love our diversity, then polygamous gamers, baby. <laughs> there you go. There are not enough tanks to go around. Uh, really? So I just rolled my, my newest alt is a tank. What are, what, uh, what are people typically rolling then? For those of you who don't know, a tank is one of the essential members of any group of players that when you, when you go into a dungeon or whatever, who takes all the damage, gets all the threat from all the mobs, which is the monsters or whatever you're fighting, basically takes all the hits. They're the focus of most of your heals. They keep monsters off of the other members of the group. They have a lot of responsibilities. Some would say, the most responsibility in a group. They're the uh, front lines. They're the shielders. Yes. They're the ones who pull things usually, yep. etc. So like, for and, example, casters are light armor. And so if you're in the back, you know, shooting down like fire, you know, on the enemies, if somebody were to rush you, you'd die pretty quickly as a caster. So right. the casters have to be protected by the tanks is what you're saying. So yeah, it, more or less. Yes. So, and right now in the game, there aren't enough tanks to go around. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are they, what are people playing then? Well, people are, people are mostly rolling DPS. So damage, 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 dealers. Yeah. damage dealers and, and healers. 
the most frustrating thing about WoW Classic is that you'll be waiting in a group. You know, you'll have four people. You'll have your healer and then your three DPS. And then people are, you know, the, the leader of the group is trying to find a healer. LF tank for this dungeon. LF tank haunts my dreams right now. By the way, LF is looking for. Looking for, yes. Yep. So, which, and th- this has brought up an argument we had in our guild recently regarding how WoW Classic does not have the automated LFG, LFR, looking for group, looking for raid system that WoW Retail has. WoW Retail mm. being the, the mature game that has, you know, WoW Classic begat, uh, you know, re- you know the, the, the current modern game of World of Warcraft that was bustling before classic came out so wait if it's not automated because in, and i know what the automated is you basically go in and you say hey i'm looking for this group and then you just wait and it eventually automatically joins you with a certain group yeah it's a really sl- in my opinion it's a really slick system yeah so how does it work uh, if it's not automated you have to join a chat channel called looking for group or you have to just spam your question in in like a interesting like general channel or what like you'll you'll be sitting in one of the capital cities saying looking for tank, blah, 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 you know, and everybody's looking for tanks. Everybody's looking for tanks. And eventually you'll find one, but sometimes it can be up to an hour or more before you find a tank for your group. Because, I mean, and who wants that? I found that many people in my guild strongly believe, and they're passionate about this, that the LFG, LFR system that they implemented is what ruined retail because according to them, it completely removed the impetus to form guilds and socialize Hmm. in a guild to get to the high-end content and get it done. Interesting. And, and see, I disagreed with that because the LFG, LFR, that, that function, that automated function in retail gave everyone a choice. So there was still a strong place for guilds and the socializing and support that goes with it. But if you're a person who doesn't want to bother with a guild and or wants to play solo and casual those automated systems allow for those people to experience the same end game content that people in active guilds get to experience. So it's Hmm. that system gave it, it opened doors for a lot wider range of players for that game. And most modern MMOs have a system like that, but boy, the old school gamers that really revel in classic and the, and the self-imposed torture that goes with it, you know, (laughs) they really, vehemently speak out against that system. And, you know, I can see both sides of the argument. I really do. I get their point, but it's just so incredibly frustrating to have to wait for so long for a tank to be available for your dungeon group. Because every group, you can't dungeon without a tank. You have to have one or else you just might as well not go in. That's an interesting question. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, It is because I've never, ever thought about that before. In fact, I don't even really remember the days before the automated system. Uh-huh. Uh, I never played WoW back then. And also like every game ever since then has had an automated system. But, you know, like for example, we've mentioned Guild Wars 2. You know, we joined a guild and you'd go and do what they call. Oh my gosh, I totally spaced the name of those things you do. Anyway, yeah, there's these kind like, of event. Yeah, there's these little, you know, dungeon type things you go and do. We would typically start by chatting in our guild first and say, hey, we're getting ready to go do this. Can you fractal? That's what they're called. Fractals. Anyway, you'd say, Hey, we're going to go do this fractal. We need a fourth person or we need, you know, two more people and all that. Does anybody have time and is interested? And they'd say, yeah, sure. I'll join you. You know, and it's, that's where the conversation comes in. That's where the, like your, your community are talking about. Yeah. The community and the socializing happens. And I actually love that versus picking a automated group 
Now, granted, the automated group is easier and faster. Yes. So it's more convenient. But the reality is, is that you don't socialize with those people. They usually never say anything to you. And a lot of times those people get pissed off because you're either not as good as they want you to be or not as fast as they want you to be. They're like flying through it. They don't care about the story. They don't care about looking at all the beautiful scenery and stuff. It is get to the end as fast as you can. And if you're not keeping up with what they want, even though they won't communicate what they want, I mean, they just, they berate you. They, they destroy you. And then, you know, it's terrible. So that's where a lot of, (laughs) I know. So, you know, for me, it's like, I can totally see where your guild, the people in your guild are coming from because I prefer the actual, Hey guys, I'm looking for this. Can you help us? And then you have an actual personal conversation and then you invite that person to your group. I love that. But, I prefer that as well, 100%. Yeah, but if you but, have to wait for an hour, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So I rolled a tank last night and I got him like level 12 or something like that. And tell you what, that tank, you'll never have to wait for a group. Whenever I want to join a dungeon group, I will have one instantly. Yeah. That's how the dynamic is right now. So, but my healer and my other DPS character are just kind of kind of go, go by the wayside because when I want to play them, I can maybe only 50% of the time get a, get in an active group. Yeah. Semi quickly. So interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and last comment I have, first of all, awesome that you got a tank last comment I have on that is that now that I'm thinking about this whole automated system is all that is that one of the reasons that I stopped playing wow. And some of those high end dungeons and stuff in some of those games like guild wars and stuff was because I was in the automated system. I was getting paired up with people who were always angry and, I didn't like, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't fast enough for them. And so it was very toxic to me. And so I never have played end game stuff in most of those games, not even in star Wars, the old Republic, because usually it'd be like, Hey, there's a couple of us playing the game and we need four to six yeah. to succeed. And we never wanted to be paired up with random people through the automated system because it was usually very toxic. So we never played those. So actually I think I don't like the automated system now that we're talking about it because I don't want a toxic environment. You don't need to use it though. That's the thing. I, I like that it when it's there, I like that it exists because it gives you a choice. If you yeah. can't, if you even if you're in an active guild, if you just can't find a tank, go to the automated system and you'll get into some group that pre-selects a tank and pulls the various members of the group together through a, some algorithm and boom, you're in a dungeon. Much faster. So the choice so, is good. Yeah, it's the choice that I like. That's yeah. all. So if you don't like that, then choose to socialize. I mean, how many times have we talked about this on the show? Choose to socialize. Meet, yeah. meet people. Make friends. It's rewarding. It's great. It will, it will put you in an Arcadian state of mind. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of games, and this is super fast, started playing Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. Now, many of you have heard of Elder Scrolls Skyrim. That was the really, really famous one that kind of made that franchise explode, even though there were a lot of other games prior Elder Scrolls Online is great. It's so funny. The reason I didn't actually do a lot of Skyrim and get into Skyrim was because it didn't have that multiplayer co-op option. And Elder Scrolls is fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. It's very Lord of the Rings style. For those of you who Mm -hmm. don't even know that, I don't know that world, basically. Yeah, fantasy. High fantasy. So the quests just have like back-to-back story. And it's just Mm -hmm. constant. It's so good. So I'm highly impressed with the game little bit behind the times on graphics, even though the game's not that old. Oh, no, it's not. What are you talking about, Com- Willis? Compared to some of the games we've played, it's it's a little mm-hmm. behind the times. As far as, like, the characters don't look as realistic. Now, granted, the landscape beauty. 
So if you were to walk around and just take in the scenery, that is gorgeous. 100% beautiful, amazing. But even the water's a little behind. The character models are a little behind. It's not bad, though. I'm just saying that I was surprised that it's not like, you know, top of the line, whatever the new engine is that they're using right now. I was always impressed with the lighting and Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, lighting's incredible. Yeah. But man, I've been highly impressed. It was so funny because Johnny Pistol Shot and I created characters and we're like, yeah, let's both do the, was it the high elf? I think is what we did class. Okay. Neither one of us were talking about what we were doing or how we were making our characters look. And we get into the game. We looked at each other and we're like, dude, we could be freaking twins (laughs) (laughs) totally by accident. So we call ourselves the terror twins. It's pretty funny. Movies. I have not seen any movies in a while. You have not seen any movies in a while. I actually feel like we're out of the loop right now, but no, we're not. uh, so there's, well, there's one out right now that neither one of us have seen that I know a lot of people have seen. I haven't heard raving reviews about it, and that is it too. Yeah, and we we talked about it last episode a couple of weeks ago where we kind of mentioned we were going to go see it and maybe review it, but neither of us has seen it yet, and yeah. you, you haven't seen the first one yet, right? No, because, you know, we were on vacation, and I just never watched yeah. it, and I really, I've mentioned this, I don't like a lot of horror, Yeah, even though I loved the story of it, but I don't know what the interpretation of this is. Yeah. So, so I'm I, not sure. I, I'm thinking I'm going to wait on it too until it comes out on Netflix or something. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to see that in the theater after all. So if, I talked to my neighbor though, and he did actually go see it too. Okay. He's a huge horror fan, huge it fan. He said, you know, it was pretty well done. The, the pacing was good. It's definitely not as good as the first one. He said it was, it was pretty long. It was close to three hours, I think. Oh, really? Um, and so he said that, you know, they could have shortened it up a little bit, but he said it was okay. Coming from him, that's someone who loves that genre, loves that story. I don't know, though. I mean, and actually, I think I did talk to somebody else that saw it, too, and they were kind of saying the same thing. Like, it's pretty good, but it's okay. not it's not the first one. Yeah. So, hey. Well, I'll, I'll see it eventually because I did see the first one, and I, I, I really liked the originals that came out back in the 90s. So, Oh, yeah, totally. But yes, but, what's, uh, what's coming? What's coming? So this weekend at Astra comes out, today. and that's the next, finally. Yeah, okay, yeah. today. The next big blockbuster sci-fi <sighs> film. Yeah. finally it's yes. been so dang long so yeah i and i'm hoping that it's at least on sort of on the level of Inter- interstellar i had to watch that twice to really realize how much i liked interstellar I, i'm hoping it doesn't have too many plot holes or kind of moments where i'm like oh come on really guys <laughs> I, i'm really i'm really hoping it avoids that kind of stuff and and you know makes me feel good like interstellar eventually did and Go in yeah, and have I'm, I'm fun. I'm excited for that one. I'm going gonna with review low that expectations one. and have a good time. I want to see it too. I'll probably we should be able to talk about it next week. I don't know if I will be ready by next oh. by when we record next week. So, but yeah, the following week for sure, for sure. Yes, so, you are correct. Yeah. Actually, I think yeah. I am really looking forward to it. The description of Ad Astra to me looks very fascinating. Good sci-fi. I hope it's good, but I'm not going in with any expectations. I'm not expecting it to be another interstellar or as good or whatever. It's just going to be different. But mm-hmm. then um, there's also two other movies coming out. Actually, I'm sorry that are out today. I keep saying coming out, but it is, it is Friday. Woo. And that is for those of you who love Downton Abbey. I've never oh, watched yeah. it. Well, I take that Downton back. Abbey. I think I watched an episode and I just didn't get, it. it's not my style. But I know some that, people are really addicted to oh, that show. <laughs> and, and for those like for those who like that genre, it's extremely well done. It's just not my kind of genre. But yeah. the, the movie itself is out today. And then Rambo Last Blood, which if you can believe this, I've never seen any of the Rambos. Any. 
I don't know anything about the stories. Oh, really? You haven't? All right. So Me I don't neither. Like such an idiot. I'm a child of the 80s, and I've never seen a single Rambo movie. You That's know why? Hilarious. I just I'm not a huge Sly fan. I I'm not either. I like the Rockies fairly well, but Rambo just it's not my genre. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. October 1st Guns is Doom, Doom Annihilation, which I'm interested in just because I loved those games. And that, that movie with The Rock was just ridiculous. October 4th is The Joker. And that's to me, that's the oh, next yeah. blockbuster. And so far, for those people who have previewed it, they're saying it's brilliant. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. But these are, you know, pre-release kind of people. They may be getting paid to say that. Who knows? We'll wait until it comes up. I am regardless. It's a DC movie that has potential and I'm excited to see it. And there's a lot of speculation of, is this the actual Joker or not? So, mm. Mm. dude, TV shows. I have to wait. I'm kind of weird like this, but football season started. I'm not really a football fan. I have decided that what I like about football are the highlights. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. So, you know, a game's going to be three and a half to four hours long, which to me is just way too long, way too boring. For those of you who like football, I'm sorry. Nothing against it. I'm just saying. I'm just like, uh. Snacks and beer, Brian. Snacks and uh, beer. Well, I just, I love Kathy Bates's line in The Waterboy, you know? Foosball. <laughs> bunch of overgrown monsters manhandling each other. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just how it feels. So, we do love Last Chance You. That's on Netflix. This is the fourth season that they did it this year. Comes out in August every year. And I'm like, I can't watch it until September because that's when football season starts. The thing I love about like Last Chance You or movies like The Water Boy or any of those football movies is that you see highlights. You see the exciting plays. You don't see the whole game where it's like, go. And then they all just like dogpile. And then you're waiting for 15 minutes for the next. play. You know what I mean? Like that to me, that's just too boring. It's kind of like baseball. But again, nothing like against baseball. <laughs> Except more exciting. I guess, I guess. But again, nothing. <laughs> I know a lot of people that like football and you guys find joy in it. And that's totally fine. Like it's nothing against football. It's just how I take it. But I, again, I love last chance you, which is really, let's face it. Ironic. Yeah. We watched part four. It was only eight episodes. Very interesting season. For those of you who like football, I think you would love this show. Now, word of caution, part three and part four, where they're at independence community college. The coach is, let's just say he uses the F word more than I've probably heard anyone ever use the F word in my life. Wow. So if you're watching it with your kids or family, just FYI, <laughs> F just throwing that out. F that YI. not the most Arcadian show. No. And, um, it was a very interesting season, but you know, you love following the, the player. This is, you know, true story. Um, you love following the players and what's going on. And it's just very interesting to see some of the behind the scenes of what really goes on with college football and stuff, but or community college football in this case, right? It is, but it's, it's kind of sad. We watched the movie concussion with Will Smith, which is also based on a true story. Really good movie. I think I talked about it on the show a long time ago when we, when we watched it, but there were a few times in this season where you saw that happen, like the stuff that they were concerned about in the movie concussion, it actually happened to some of these players. In fact, I think one of the players had had like four concussions and he was like 19 or 20 years old. Talk about sleeping in the bed you make, Brian. It's true. You know, and they were, they were actually, some of the people in there were, were talking about, we need to be a little careful about this. And these people are going out and they're basically literally sacrificing their bodies, not in a good way for other people's entertainment. And, and we don't care. Isn't that uh, interesting? I think, I think we care, but we also acknowledge that they chose to do that just like an alcoholic chooses to 
rink, like, you know, I, I can speak for, from personal experience. I'm paying the price now for a bad habit that I had for years, but yeah. I'm sleeping in the bed I made. And I'm a big believer in that concept. Yeah. Well, but if if I'm a hardcore football fan and I know that my team's players are going out there and potentially killing themselves, and I mm-hmm. don't mean literally right now, but you know they're creating a lot of injuries and damage to themselves that will eventually cause major, major health problems as they get older. Right. We don't care. We're still paying to watch the games. We just want to watch entertainment. We just want yeah, them to true. win. We don't care, really. If we cared, really, we wouldn't watch, right? We would boycott. Yeah. But we don't. So, and I'm not saying anyone should, I'm just saying it was interesting, especially having watched concussion and then seeing yeah. what actually happened to some of these students and then hearing some of the comments, like these were true stories of people that were actually killing them. I mean, they were hurting themselves massively and everyone's like, oh, well, it's all done in the name of entertainment. And I just thought, man, there's something wrong with that. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny cause you know, we watch volleyball and Sarah was mentioning that like they really have absolutely no physical contact in volleyball. And if they do, it's by total accident. But they right. don't bump against each other. They're not doing anything that's going to cause injury per se. Dive. They dive quite a bit. Yeah, but they dive diving. in a way that's very safe and they're padded up big time. And so they're not they're not doing it in a way that is going to cause major harm, probably. You know, maybe a sprain, maybe. But tell you what, when I play volleyball, man, I bruise the heck out of the side of my hands and my <laughs> and, and my upper arms. You gotta you gotta build up to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sleep in the bed I made. Yeah, no. Okay, one other show, and I had to throw this one out. I know, um, I think it ended this year, but Designated Survivor. Have you ever heard of that show? I've heard of it, but I don't have any idea what it's about. So It's on Netflix, and apparently it was on like some big network for the first two years, and then it got canceled, and then Netflix picked it up for a third season, and then now the show's over. My parents were watching it, and it's so funny because usually, <laughs> they, like, they love Downton Abbey, and they love some of those old, like, historic British shows, and it's just, again, I just don't get into that kind of genre. Historic. I know you love history, so you and them would have great, depends great on the, conversations. Depends on the genre. Yeah, it depends sure. on the genre. Like, Vikings is a fantastic historical See, and they might like drama. That. I've heard it's great. Uh, Downton just, Abbey, I, I, I might like it, but it doesn't sound appealing to me to even look into it. You might like the history behind it because it actually takes place during a lot of key historical events. Yeah. But yeah. And that's probably something I would find fascinating, but I got to get through all the, you know, melodrama and the romantic comedy stuff that I, it's not a romantic comedy, but you know, it's a drama anyway, but (laughs) they were watching designated survivor and they're like, no, I think you'd like it. And they were explaining it. And I thought, okay, this sounds interesting. So we started watching it and I had seen it advertised on Netflix, but never did anything with it. And we started watching. And we're like, holy cow, this is a great show. <laughs> it's oh, so, really? it just, it, it just draws you in immediately. But the premise what? is yeah. basically, okay. So I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but um, there is a bombing in Washington. And of course, you know, Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland, I call him Jack Bauer, you know, from 24. Yeah. Um, it's Jack. He is the designated survivor and he is the quote last remaining survivor of the entire presidential, like everybody, because they basically bombed the Capitol building. He's the government. He is. He's the only one left. Yeah. Because the Capitol building was bombed and everybody, everybody died. Everybody. So wait, is it Jack? Is it actually Jack Bauer? <laughs> no, it, it's Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's a different, okay. It's not the same character. It's not an offshoot of 24 then. Okay. No, no, no. But I mean, it's, I just call him that. So Got it. he's the designated survivor and, Anyway, it goes on from there, but it's a very good show. Here's the thing. 
you know, I've watched a lot of TV shows and having reviewed arrow and the flash and you know, the fact that we review things here on the show and stuff. I look at things with a little bit more critical eye than I used to, because I like to, I like to find things that are relatively realistic. And I think I used to say this too, that like, if you look at the star Wars universe is just look at four, five and six episodes, four, five and six. We'll just yeah, talk about really those good ones. Yeah. They created a world. And so within that world, of course, if you were to look at it from the outside, none of it's real. It's complete fantasy. There's no such thing as the force or lightsabers, right? Duh. They don't care about physics, et cetera. Yeah, go ahead. Well, they do a little bit, but my point is, is they create a world. And so within that world they created, everything makes sense. And I've always talked about this with TV shows. So if you're going to create a world, you have to still keep consistency within that world that you've created. Lord of the Rings, same kind of thing, you know, Star Trek, all of that, right? When TV shows or movies either say, okay, this is reality. This is like real to real life. And then they break the rules. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Or if they say, okay, we're going to create a world, but we're going to break the rules. I have a problem with that as well. So my whole thing is, is that create the world you're going to create, whatever that is, and then keep things realistic and consistent within that world that you've created. Within the context. Yeah. Yeah, And and then it doesn't matter what you do. It makes sense. So there are a few things that they've done in this because it's based on reality that like, for example, I'm not going to, this is not a spoiler, but let's just say an FBI agent runs into a situation with no backup. That's not going to happen in real right. life. Well, the, F- the FBI always has backup. They're always wait, going in if, team. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like if, if you're going to do a thing off duty, and that's totally different, but that was not the case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in this situation, like when you have an entire strike team essentially, and they're all ready and one person runs in and the rest of the team is like, Oh, well, where are they? Oh, they're lagging behind, even though they're literally right there. But uh-huh. in order to create the drama, Oh, that person ran in by themselves and the team was just not there yet. It's like, no, that would never happen. And so for me, that kind of destroyed the moment. So there are little once in a while things like that, that I'm like, guys, that's not going to happen. Don't do that. But other than that, the show's amazing. I love it. So something to check out. And it's actually, I think pretty clean. Surprisingly too. Oh, I don't want it then. Let's move on. If it ain't F words, well, you, you'd love last chance you then more F words than you could possibly imagine. Well, come on, man. That's, that's going extreme the other direction. I mean, come on, man. You can't have both. You got to have one or the other. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Moderation. Moderation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Here's some music. You ready for this? Last thing I want to yes. share. I just, I'm so excited. Lindsey Sterling has a brand new album out. Uh, you know, the violinist. Yeah. Oh. Every time I think of Lizzie, Lindsey Sterling, I get all, Arcadian inside Uh, serene. Yes. Yeah. Her new album is called Artemis, which interestingly the picture or the, I guess it's more of a drawing of the girl on the front looks very Artemis like from ready player one. Just, you know, kind of thought that was funny and anime, isn't it kind of anime? Yeah. It's cool. Art. Yeah. So I first saw that. Well, then I saw, I, I usually like to go to the ones where for whatever reason, Lindsay does something with someone else. So she's playing her violin, but she's got a singer and I see this one from Amy Lee and I'm like, Amy Lee, why do I know this name? I'm like, Oh, Evanescence, which, you know, I love Evanescence. I know you hate them, but (laughs) there are those of us who love that band. Of Um, course. I love her voice too, but they, Oh my gosh, there's a song on there called love goes on and on Lindsey Sterling and Amy Lee. Wow. If you like her voice, 
It is amazing. But even, <laughs> oh my gosh, the violin is amazing. It's just, holy crap. So, um, you know, I'm doing the, oh my. It's amazing. Um, here's another band. I've never heard of this band before. Fantagram. I have. I listen to them frequently, actually. Do so, you? Okay. Yeah, I hear a lot of Fanagram, and I like them. Check out Fanagram with Until the Ribbon Breaks, and look up the song Fall in Love. It's really good. Really good. Starset came out with a brand new album. I love Starset. It's about time they came out with their new album, and a lot of great music on there as well, if you like Starset. The one I'm just absolutely loving right now is called Fault Line, but tons of stuff. I mentioned... Of Monsters and Men, I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, saying, hey, they got yeah. a new album out. Really great. Oh, it's a really good album, by the way. But the song Wars is just so good. So I'm, I'm throwing out like, okay, you don't have time to check out an entire album. Check out this song. Go check out Wars. Go check out Star Sets Fault Line, etc. And then this is really, really funny timing. So we were <laughs> watching Jeopardy because Jeopardy just came back for the new season. And there was a clue, you know, whatever they do. Um, I'll take never mind. So they did that. And <laughs> it was a clue. About, no, no, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> I'll take anal bum cut. No, um, it was album. So the little Nas X, if anyone's heard of little Nas X, they were saying that he combines two genres country and which genre? What do hip-hop. you think? Hip hop. Okay. Well, the answer was rap. So you're almost oh. entirely there. And I, I just totally guessed. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but um, he's relatively new famous. So yeah, country and rap. And I thought, okay, I'll bite. I don't like country very much as you know, but I, I like rap. So let's, let's hear what this is. Well, I'd actually didn't check it out, but then at the CSU CU volleyball game we were talking about, they actually played that, that dude, little Nas X. And it was like, wait, wait, that was the jeopardy question. Look. And they were playing and it's a song called old town road, which it literally is like country and rap and Lil Nas X is rapping and then they've got Billy Ray Cyrus doing the country stuff and then they've got some <laughs> other dude if you depending on which remix you listen to there's another guy that actually does rap in it and I just thought and I, I you know you could barely hear it in the arena but I'm like okay this is really interesting I don't like country but this is interesting so I went and checked it out I put in the original Old Town Road with Lil Nas and then also Billy Ray Cyrus and then I put in the uh, the remix as well, which has the rapper in it. But uh, first of all, have you heard of this? Have you heard of this country rap genre? And what do you think of it? And if you've never heard it, it's on my TRB's gloriousness mix on Spotify. Go check it out. And you can, it's like, I just added it. So it's one of the most recent songs I added. You have to go check it out too, Captain. Well, I, I check your mix out uh, once in a while. So. Nice. Yeah. Check, check yeah. out that song. I'm just curious. It's such an, I like when new genres are invented. And finally, after how many years, somebody did something outside of the box. Finally. Cool. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to look into stuff like that once in a while. You just might stumble across something yeah. that you're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing. I've never <laughs> heard anything like this before. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's always fun. It's always a good feeling. It's always a, a Arcadian. It is. Zen feeling. Yeah. When you stumble across a new artist or song or genre of music that kind of takes your life in a different direction music wise. And yeah, that's always fun. I was going to say it takes your breath away, but that's another, Oh my goodness. Well, I appreciate you uh, humoring me while I shared my music. Cause uh, some people just, you know, they're not really into music anymore for some reason or ever. 
And then there's those of us who it's like, without music, there would be no life. Without water, there is no life. And without water, there's no coffee. And without coffee, I'm going to kill you all. Isn't that right? <laughs> Good t-shirt. <laughs> I think I should get that one. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Speaking of t-shirts, totally just came to me. There's a coffee shop up in Estes Park. Love them. Kind coffee. They roast their own. They have a t-shirt that they put up there that says make America kind again. And I was like, dude, we all should be wearing this shirt. It is such a great message. I love it. So I bought one. That is a good message. I love that. Make America kind again. That's, I mean, that's something we talk about here on the show all the time, respect and value. So people make America kind again. And by the way, make America Arcadian again. Make the, make your life Arcadian. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. I wonder if an online gamer invented Tinder because they saw the need for a real-life LFG app. That just makes me a little nervous. Tinder and looking for group? (laughs) You know what the music means. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's LFG time. Looking for tank. Looking for tank. Looking for healer, but not really. Hey, guys, thank you. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. We would not be here if it weren't for you because then we'd be talking to ourselves and that would yeah, just suck. What's the point of that? Yeah. Captain Influence, that anyway. thank you. Really appreciate it. Hey, have oh, a thank you. wonderful week. Make it rock. Have some Arcadian Time Real Brian Show. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.